Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Welcome to Ball vs. Life. We're back for another episode. We got a special guest, a new guest actually, Janook, our really good friend Janook. He's a renaissance man and he... You spit out anything, he can he can go on and on. So thank you, Janook, for, for coming on to the podcast. I don't know, thank you. Sorry, um, I was in the middle of drinking something when you went through that. So. <laughs> That's good, you got to get loosened up, man. You gotta yeah, I'm, I'm pretty loosened up. I'm only like three glasses <laughs> in and I'm already... <laughs> I'm horny. I'm horny. I'm good. You got to get on the juice, man, when, before you enter you enter the, the the realm of podcasting. So that's I think good. so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. So that actually reminds me of the first time JC started to record, like a couple of first times. Like he had to he had to get a, get a couple of drinks in him uh, to to ease the nerves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. You kind of just kind of got to loosen up, just because once it's on the web, it, you know, <laughs> it's it's there forever, man. So you really want to make sure that you you know you get your head headspace right with it. what are you talking about it's it's the opposite man <laughs> your your headspace is not right but you can at least get loosened up and, exactly. and say all the shit that you regret later <laughs> i'm uptight by nature so i really need to kind of loosen up with regards to that um but good thing Janook is not that uptight, mm. so we might be getting some really juicy stuff out of him today. I hope not. My wife's going to listen to this. And she's going to get mad. No. Our job is to get our friends in trouble with their wives see, <laughs> or the significant others. So just a little bit of background on how um, how we know Janook. Uh, Janook actually was uh, a co-worker of mine um, at one place that I worked with him before. Um, but being that he's such a renaissance man i found him to be one of the most really interesting people that i've met in my life man Damn. i think the first time i actually met this dude I, I was on a work trip we were both on a work trip so actually he was the dude that picked me up um on a work trip in like boston right so yeah. this dude just picks me up from the airport straight up and the first thing he asks me is like hey what do you want to eat <laughs> and then i was just like like Hello, <laughs> dude. I was hungry. And, yeah, I and then right after that, I was just like, "Yeah, this dude is my kind of guy, man." And then that just kind of started this whole uh, this this whole friendship. Yeah. So so I basically took you to a a Korean bar that I found randomly in Boston. Mm. Um, and you're probably thinking like, "Where the hell is this guy taking me?" Like yeah. this is this is like I've never been to Boston, and like this is just a random little neighborhood. And you go in. And the one distinct thing I remember other than eating and drinking with you was watching an IU video. And I was like, dude, who is this girl? She looks like she's like five. Right? <laughs> and nowadays I'm like obsessed with IU. So that kind of tells you how far I've fallen. Yeah. <laughs> nah, exactly. Like we, we go like first off, I would Korean wasn't the first thing I was thinking of about going to Boston. I was like, are we going to get like some clam chowder? Like Lobster roll. Like yeah, yeah. But Korean Joy was pretty legit. And, you know, and IU was on, there was some K-pop on the TV. And I was just like, hey, you know, it's like just back being in the Bay Area. It really made me feel comfortable in this like frozen tundra that Boston was when I got there. Like I'm an island boy by nature. And then I come in being welcomed by, you know, homeboy Janook. I know. That, <laughs> you know, thinking back on that trip, it's kind of insane. What we, like how, how we got to know each other. So exactly. So yeah. like, so that just kind of really encompasses like what he's all about. And like mm. what you, you mentioned, Jack, like Janook is a Renaissance man. Mm. Like yeah. before we started recording, we were just kind of shooting the shit and like, <laughs> Anything you input with Janook, he will have a response and output. Like, it could be pop culture, it could be music, it could be tech stuff, it could be personal finance. He's our Wikipedia. Exactly. Food or whatever. (laughs) So, we really wanted to... We've been interested in having you come come uh and join us just because i don't know man it could it's a, it's always a fun time hanging out so no no i really appreciate that i mean i, I do like talking um <laughs> even if i generally am quiet <laughs> i do end up like talking let me let me add to the janook story i met janook actually at your bachelor party jc and that was obviously a couple years ago i don't know how many years ago we're talking about now um a while ago because you have I two for- kids i think i forgot that bachelor party <laughs> two- that weekend bro <laughs> hey. it was like two kids ago so yeah. <laughs> two kids we all we all quote unquote forgot okay <laughs> let's right. just leave it that way uh so like for meeting janook 
my fondest memory well actually it's fond and also not fond is after our late night festivities i think me and janook went back to the hotel first everyone else stayed out because it was it was really late at that point and janook was like dude i'm hungry as like you jc when the first time you met him he was like hey uh, let's get something to eat so he decided <laughs> to tell me hey there's this really dope taco place in vegas and i'm not a vegas connoisseur so i don't i don't seek all these like fancy eats or like these these you know secret places that are really good so i was like yeah let's do it and he's like it's not that far we end up walking like i don't know a couple miles dude <laughs> because the strip is insane we walked to this taco place super dope though and yeah. I just remember it was a crazy trek, bro. <laughs> yeah, so so at the time I actually didn't know this, but Tacos El Gordo what, is in Calexico, I think, down mm. in San Diego, and they, it was basically the same same restaurant. Um, and so I, I'm sure a lot of you guys know, especially being from either Bay Area or SoCal, that that Vegas is pretty big, especially the Strip. But when you <laughs> when you're drunk and, and you're trying to conceptualize how far one hotel is. <laughs> It is from another. We were staying probably middle of the strip off Flamingo, I, I think. And we had to walk up to Encore. And that's <laughs> that's like five hotels away. Right? So I tell Jack, I'm like, oh, it's only like four hotels away. You know, being being a little bit of an underspeaker here. And and so we start walking for one hotel. I'm like, okay, that was about a mile. Two hotels, that's another mile. And I think around 3 a.m. we finally reached Tacos El Gordo. And Jack's like, God. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it made the food taste even better. It was already really good, but it made, yeah. it, it made it taste even better. And yeah. also, I won't lie, I was, I was, I was kind of pissed, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That that's that's that was our first that was our first major interaction. But I think it was a good time. But it bonded us, time. man. It bonded us. I felt like we were like wa- we were literally walking in the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I felt bad. I was like, oh. you know, how'd you guys get back? Oh, we took a we took a taxi. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, hell no, I'm not walking back. No, no. So I never I think, asked that question. Yeah, so I think we we walked back to Encore, and that's you know Encore to Tacos El Gordo is like literally down the street, but mm-hmm. that still felt like a, that long distance at that point. So. Yeah, Vegas blocks are like yeah, the, dude. The monster blocks, dude. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean, like it 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 might actually be legitimately a mile. It feels like it whenever you're walking intoxicated. Did, but you know what I mean? yeah you're walking from like planet hollywood or like caesar's palace over to encore it doesn't you know you look at the map it's four hotels right yeah that shit's like two miles away <laughs> <laughs> so anyways that's how i first met jack yeah. it's all food related yeah, all, <laughs> all yeah, our first experience related. with you is all food related yeah. right right i never have driven. dreams involving Janook, and there is like some food association over there but yeah you can't actually, unlearn that first uh, interaction with them what's fun with me and jc is that um whenever we hang out or whenever we go travel and we've traveled a few times with yeah. my wife and uh, jc and his wife and it's always food centered so we go to vegas hmm. we we basically just eat the whole time we went to hawaii and i think we ate five meals a day five six meals yeah. a day oh yeah. damn yeah. Yeah. He would trek the island just looking for eats. Mm-hmm, like, it mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah. So Janook's a machine. Like he's the type that he he would he would literally drive. Like he would be like, you know what, I got it, and then we're just <laughs> all for the ride. And you know what, it's a ride that I'm, I'm more than willing to join. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that that's how we've met, and they were. Before we get into more food, I, I kind of want to ask like how how you're holding up, Janook, in this pandemic. Yeah, yeah. You're so, also in the Bay Area, just to give some reference. You, you and JC are, are still in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, so I mean, I, um, let's see. I think stay-at-home order started in March, and so mm-hmm. we, we got back from Japan. So my wife and I, I were traveling in Hokkaido, which was actually another epicenter of uh, coronavirus outbreaks back in February. And mm-hmm. we had we had actually made plans to go to Korea right after, and especially we were going to go to Daegu, Korea. And the problem with that is that that's where South Korea had its major outbreak right around the time we were traveling. So wow. we, we we were trying to make a decision on whether to con- proceed into Korea or just come back a little bit early for our trip. And given that this was middle of February, um, we we felt it was best to just come back. So we got back, on, I believe, on the twenty first, and. Uh, our work told us to quarantine ourselves for two weeks. So at that mm-hmm. point, we were 
We've been quarantined since middle of February. Um, Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, you know, everyone else is, like, starting to quarantine two weeks into our quarantine. And we're like, and I was like, oh, this is old hat. This is stuff that you guys, <laughs> you guys will get used to. You guys are rookies. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And then I think, honestly, um, I've been able to handle it well largely because my hobbies are bicycling long distances by myself. Right. So I keep myself really entertained um, mm. or playing video games for a long time by myself or like doing things by myself. If it's not if it doesn't involve my wife, then I see JC maybe once a year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the major- vast majority of time like, I can spend by myself pretty happily. So um, it, it's it's it hasn't been too bad. Um, one, I, I've noticed I'm running out of things to watch on YouTube. Like YouTube, the YouTube <laughs> algorithm is breaking for me. I think. Um, and you know how like um, if you start a new TV show or a new like uh, movie, like you you have to get invested. And I feel mm-hmm. like as I get older, I feel less and less um, willing to get invested into TV shows. If that makes sense. Why? I don't know. Like um, there are like all these dramas that I know are pretty good. Like Westworld's supposed to be amazing. I know The Wire is supposed to be amazing, but I I think about the sheer amount of emotional emotional investment I have to make mm. in order to like start watching it. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna watch reruns of something I'm already used to, right? And so maybe I've gotten to the point. That's where, a sign of old age, dude. <laughs> You're like, so. try something new or stick to the old. You're like, stick to the like, old. Oh, I'm just gonna stick to the old <laughs> and st- stick with something that's familiar. So like, I'll I'll watch Bad Boys one, but I won't watch Bad Boys. <laughs> you know, I actually watched the most recent Bad Boys. It's it's the same thing, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just older. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll have to watch. I have to check it out. I actually downloaded it a few weeks ago, but um, again, the emotional investment watching a new movie. I'm like, oh man. What if I don't like it? <laughs> um, and like things like Tiger King, like we tried watching the first episode, and I could barely get past, I think thirty minutes of it before I was just like, oh my god, this this is painful to watch. Um, but yeah, um, so outside of like entertaining myself, uh, we've been cooking a lot at home. Um, we've been trying to find new ways to cook food that we've cooked multiple. You know, hundreds of times before. So, mm-hmm. uh, like for instance, I discovered a new way to cook dumplings that some people might know. So, if you ever go to like a fancy ramen place, like, and you order pot stickers, you'll notice it always comes in like that. Now, a lot of new ramen places will have the pot stickers laid out, and then it'll have that film on top. Like, oh yeah, film. that crispy film. Yeah. So I learned that all it is is water and cornstarch that you pour into the pan while you're cooking those pot stickers, oh. and that's how you get that crispy film. So it doesn't make it taste any different, right? It's just a, it's, is it just aesthetically like to have that crispy film, or it actually like adds to the texture, or like I don't know, adds it, to the flavor. It adds to the, it adds to the texture. So oh, okay. if you like crispy pot stickers already, it's definitely mm. something to try. You basically take like half a teaspoon of uh, cornstarch and some water, and you pour that in, and it will crisp up the bottom of those pot stickers perfectly fine. Mm. And you cover it. And they'll steam the pasta so they get a little uh, fluffy and cook really well. Uh, it's definitely something to try. Mm. Uh, so anyways, yeah, that, that's what we do. That's what we've been doing. I haven't read anything. I've been playing a lot of mobile games. I, I'm just turning into an old man. Have you been like ordering from like DoorDash or like whatever, all, all those other apps, Grubhub, Postmates? Have you been ordering food from yeah. outside? Yeah, my wife and I actually have been trying to order once a week. Mm. I mean, we're, we're really lucky to be able to work in positions in tech industry where mm-hmm. we can work from home. So uh, we've been trying to order once a week, uh, both lunch as well as dinner, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> tipping extremely generously when we do order. So because, you know, there there are people out there, and I, I'm assuming a lot of people are still trying to make a living yeah. with some, some of the... Um, some of the jobs that they have through mobile mobile applications and mm-hmm. so um you know we're just trying to support that that as well as support the restaurants that we really like in the area that we don't want to close down right so yeah how about you guys are you guys are you guys eating out or are you guys all just trying to cook from home now uh so for me um ever since i've kind of re- relocated with family after quarantining uh, for a while making sure that we're clear mm-hmm. we have a, a, a family member that cooks uh, my wife's a little bit more on the selective end uh, so <laughs> sometimes she she kind of does her own thing but I've been eating a lot of home Filipino cooking oh, uh, that that's been kind of you know going around the 
the different uh, uh, different types of cuisine that we have, sub cuisines from the different regions. So mm. you know, we'll have nilaga, we'll have some curry Ooh. curry, we'll have all kinds of different stuff. Um, so I've been eating a whole lot more home cooking combined with like the ghetto uh, cooking. I think I sent Jack a, a photo. I might even post it. <laughs> dude, but, that's so ghetto. Dude. It's like prison food, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I had like some uh, some instant noodles. Then I'd mix it up with like some leftover bulgogi from Costco or like. Oh, sounds uh, good. Like I bought like some barbecue from like a food truck um, early on during the, the quarantine. So I just had that protein. Yeah. Then I'd cook an egg. And that's like. You know that's like home, like ghetto eats, but it's like so good. Like, wow, um, oh, that's hella good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been using um at least a Filipino brand. I know there's some other good ones like uh, mie goreng, I guess from Indonesia or mm-hmm. I don't even know where that's from. But I've been using the Lucky Me uh, packets with like calamansi flavor. So they have a variety. Those things are super mm. cheap, bro. Like you can get those for like <laughs> five for a dollar. I shit you not. Or actually no, five for two bucks. Regardless, mm. it's super cheap and. It's probably not the best thing because it's probably <laughs> riddled in MSG, but man, it's freaking... hey, MSG is good. Okay, MSG is just dried up seafood, seaweed, so you can eat as much MSG as you want. It's okay. Okay, just drink that, some water. That, with it. Yeah, that, yeah. I drank, I drank a ton of water, but that's, that's what <laughs> yeah, I've been eating. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this though. Last thing about food is like being up here in Sacramento and Elk Grove. Like all due respect, uh, you know the variety of options are not as robust compared to uh the bay area we're spoiled mm. in the bay area uh right. where there's just you know there's a lot of smaller businesses that have like different types of cuisine here they do have some but you know it's not like i could go to get like some halal guys what one, one mm. minute get some salt and straw get like a bunch of variety mm. of things they have their their uh, their staples here you know what i mean there's like olive garden and uh, all of Garden. I'm just saying. Yeah, I haven't been to Olive Garden in a long time. Uh, <laughs> it's growing here, but it's just not the unlimited time. pasta. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. It's uh, it's it's the reality. Or I just haven't yeah. discovered the new spots. But that's what right. I've been eating. How about you, Jack? Oh You're man, I, I'm yeah, I'm in LA. This is bringing me flashbacks of my time in the Bay Area, which it's it's probably been over nine years now yeah, since I've lived there. And that was my Yelp Elite days, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are long gone. I lost my Yelp Elite status. Do they, do they even have that? Jinook yeah. set up Yelp Elite, man. He's, uh, wait, he, what? He's like, he's like the, the moderator for that. I'm just, no, I'm just no. missing uh, it. Anyway. I, I, I would be. No, I was actually never in the Yelp Elite. I'm, I'm far too lazy to write reviews. Yeah, like, yeah you uh, got to write reviews. You got to be engaged into the community exactly. and stuff like that. Like, I have a review. It's literally like, if you like this type of food, go here. And like, that's, that's my review. <laughs> You keep it short and simple, but you wouldn't pass. They need more personality, Janook. You gotta, you gotta be vibrant. I know, I know. Uh, I have something to say about Japan later about that. Uh, oh no, but Jack, what are you, what are you eating down in SoCal? Well, I mean, I, me and my fiance, after the the stay at home orders hit, we went to this uh, this local dumpling place called Mama Lou's, and we bought like four packs of frozen dumplings, so like fifty pieces, fifty piece each back in nice. bag, and we've been. I mean, we have been eating dumplings every day, but, like, that's filled up a lot of our meals. We cook a lot. Like, just try to, like, spice up things that we've always cooked. Like, make curry a little differently. Uh-huh. Um, maybe try some new recipes. But mostly cook Asian stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, pot stickers. Try to do some kind of, like, sukiyaki or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Stuff that to keep us going, man. I mean, we, we like you, I, I really like what you said. Like, we try to support local restaurants um, maybe once yeah. a week or, you know, whenever whenever we feel like eating out and then you know tipping the drivers that's that's a really good point um all those those drivers that are are um, carrying food around like mm. those are the lifeblood right now man exactly. <laughs> without those people and plus they're they're barely making scratch so like it's really what you tip them that they really get right, you know right. the money that they really earn so kudos to that man like oh, um, yeah yeah no uh ta- speaking of like cooking asian food like mm. uh We've been cooking a lot of Japanese, and so I've been doing a lot of... Um, well, actually, no. I've been watching a lot of Bon Appetit. So one of my favorite guys on Bon Appetit is uh, Brad. Do you guys watch Bon Appetit shows, by the way? No. Oh, you guys should watch <laughs> Bon Appetit shows. Uh, there's a whole cinematic universe of oh. different chef celebrities who basically cook on camera. Uh, there's two people who are especially popular. There's Claire. She does this mm. show called Gourmet Makes, and she basically takes common uh snack food items like twix or oreos and she tries to make them fancy oh damn there's another guy his name is brad and his uh his show is called it's alive and so what he does is he takes 
common fermentation techniques like um, making kombucha or making ginger ginger beer, um, pickling onions, and um, he he he's a pretty fascinating guy. He's kind of all over the place, um, but you should definitely watch his shows. So one of the inspirations I've been taking is that fermentation stuff. So mm. we um, so my wife hates half of what I'm doing right now. Like I have. Uh, this thing called nuka, which is rice Japanese rice bran, and you soak mm. it in water. You put some salt in it, and uh, you let it live there for a little bit. So it develops this funky, bready, like kind of weird, nutty taste. Interesting. Right? And you smell it all over the house. And so you you put your vegetables in. So you're putting in carrots or cabbage or uh, radishes into it, and you wait a day, and what comes out are Japanese pickles. Mm. So, um, so I've been doing a lot of that. I've been, uh, you know, we've been trying to incorporate more of that type of cooking just because I'm a little paranoid and I'm thinking mm. we got to start preserving our food. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, supposedly you can put fish and meat in there. I'm, I haven't attempted that. I don't know if I want to eat old meat out of a fermenting bacteria filled, uh, barrel of rice. Bran. <laughs> but you may not have a choice in a little bit, bro. <laughs> I know, right? Like the all the chicken. Um, I think Tyson recently had eight, nine hundred oh, yeah. cases in one of their plants, and so I mean, I don't want to trigger anybody, but that that's pretty alerting that that our yeah. food supply is that impacted right now. Yeah, man. It's funny that you mentioned the type of cooking you're doing, and then like JC, like just a couple of minutes ago, he yeah. was describing prison style food. Like, <laughs> this yeah. guy's cooking like ramen, <laughs> sodium packed food. I'm like, he's like, you asked, do you watch the channel Bon Appetit? And he was like, <laughs> no. nah, bro. <laughs> Tells you a lot no, about me. You, you'd, you'd like it, I think. Yeah. It, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's something to watch. I got yeah. two kids, bro. So you, my time is very limited. So I have to really, to really justify my time. I wish I had. What do kids watch nowadays? Dude, they watch it. it <laughs> there's like a whole cinematic universe of what kids watch. <laughs> so um, it's not like when we were young, we had just watched like cartoons on TV. Yeah. Like we didn't have yeah. the option of going online and YouTube. I mean, YouTube itself is yeah. is just like a whole, like you know yeah. a universe of the content. It, it is. That's true. It really That's just true. depends on the vibe of the the kid, right? So my son, right? right? Spoiled. My my son, he goes. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, he, I mean, everything's on demand for kids right now. So it's not like you rely on like you know Saturday morning TV mm-hmm. to give you your entertainment. Like, right. My son goes through like cycles. Like he was really into Paw Patrol like a month ago. Then he went through like uh, a Monsters University cycle. Now he's going through a Wally cycle. <laughs> so if anything, nice. like I'm, I'm curating his entertainment in, in a way, right? Because sometimes he mm-hmm. gets really addicted. He doesn't want to watch anything else, and it freaking bugs me because I want variety. I've watched right, Monsters right. University legitimately 172 <laughs> times <laughs> the past month, bro. So I'm like, I want to see something else. You know, right, I mean? right, right. So it really just depends on the vibe. And you know my my nephew, he likes uh, he likes Blippy. I don't know if you guys have heard of Blippy. what's Blippy. Blippy. <laughs> For a Renaissance man, man, you're disappointing me right now, dude. You know? we, we don't have kids yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll find out. No, 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 no. Oh, this thing, yeah, I know, I know who this yeah, is. No, actually. Wait, wait till Chinook has kids. He'll he'll be a Renaissance man of kids demand on demand oh, shows. No way. I'm gonna show them like Voltron <laughs> yeah. and Saber yeah. Riders. And, no, you're gonna be showing your kids Bon Appetit. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, watch this. Learn how to cook. Go try, I've tried to curate it with stuff that I like. Like I wanted to show them Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They'll, yeah. If it's not their vibe, they're not gonna want it. Mm. Like they're just right, gonna want right. whatever they want. So it is what it is. But Blippy, actually, right. my nephew li- want. It's like some. I don't even know how old he is. Like some some dude. Like some adult dude. He's not really. Uh, he's uh, he's not really cringy, but like he dresses up like a. Uh, in suspenders and he, he he goes around like all of these like little children's playgrounds it actually sounds creepy it sounds really <laughs> creepy <laughs> yeah, i guess yeah so what he does is he just kind of does like a, a a walkthrough of all of these like um, you know indoor playgrounds or whatever around mm. the u.s <laughs> so kids can virtually sort of play in those areas as blippy hosts them um, oh, interesting! It's actually kind of creepy now that you really kind of think about it. But think about it as like an unboxing of like a, a playground for kids. Oh, interesting! So kids like to watch watch that. Uh, Does he have like a Mister Rogers vibe, or is it totally different? Well, 
I mean, uh, he tries to channel a Mr. Rogers vibe. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he, he tries to channel like a clown vibe. Not oh, like an okay. it clown, creepy vibe. <laughs> like, you know, just like, yeah. you know, like a little silly older adult kind of thing. He's, mm. Actually, speaking of Mr. Rogers, we watched the Tom Hanks movie. Oh, that was me, good. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. Uh, JC, I, didn't, I know you have kids, so you probably just like just heard that there's a Tom Hanks Mr. Rogers <laughs> movie, but uh, no, it was, it was really good. But you know, just considering how kids entertainment, what his conception of kids entertainment yeah. was, and then going into this clown version of what kid is, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting how we don't have figures like that, as far as I know. Yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of like how media has changed to, to yeah. be more sensational. Yeah, yeah. Like entertain or like children's content also too to catch their attention. Yeah. Like are kids going to sit through a man speaking at Mr. Rogers' pace right. and explaining these deep concepts, yeah. you know, for children? Mm-hmm. Probably not because also parents are trying to get their kids to be distracted a little bit. So right. it's like if they can't sit through it, it's not going to get ratings and it's like you know that kind of sucks though. Like you watch that movie, and you're like, "Oh man, it's so rich!" Like what he really wanted to do for children. Right, you know? right, yeah. right. And it, it kind of breaks your heart because, like, yeah, considering like we're all the same age, so we all grew up with. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. about JC. Maybe he had a Filipino Mr. <laughs> Filipino version of Mister Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, she, yeah. I mean, just making fun, but like, yeah, that, that's that's what we grew up with, right? Yeah. yeah. And, our kids are gonna grow up with Blippy. Blippy doing his toy reviews. Well, you have that, and also you have like Ren and Stimpy, which is like the opposite of like Mr. Rogers, That's like true. cartoons and stuff like that. I'll tell you. I was this. like, man, we were watching that when we were kids. Holy crap! I'll tell you this know, right? though, like, given the yeah, like, you guys bring a good point about attention span. It's like given the amount of uh, available content for them, you really yeah. need to stand out. Jack makes a really good point. And mm. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's good for, for kids. Mm-hmm. Just because right. you figured like lost in the, you know, in the uh, uh, attempt to really sensationalize and really kind of package uh, something that catches attention. Does the quality subside or a little bit? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the things you guys are chatting about a lot on the podcast has mm. been sports. And I've mm-hmm. been thinking about what's been happening on ESPN. And I mm. actually haven't watched ESPN in a while. But, like, considering that they canceled every sport, what really are they? Do, are you guys watching Sports Center right now? I, mean, I know uh, that they, they have highlights. <laughs> they have, like, old games. But it was kind of awkward at first. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the, the whole talk was like, oh, when sports is going to come back? You know, like, they, oh, let's, like, let's engage in the topic of, like, oh, when can we expect it to come back? And when right. it does come back, what it's going to be like? Um, but now I feel like it's a lot of, you know, regurgitating things. Like, well, you know, the NFL, the draft is still yeah. going. So there's still some kind of content. Like, you know, the MJ doc. Now it's all, like, all the all the sports chatters about the mj doc right, so right. they're they're grasping at straws though i'll tell you that much there since there's nothing live you know it's it's kind of it's kind of weird they're using nostalgia basically right now that's, yeah that's the the pushing and we were talking about this a couple episodes ago up episodes ago they had the nba had a horse competition it was just so weird like the, you know like these nba players or like these these stars or whatever from different uh like the WNBA player did it it's mm. like you realize so a lot of them don't live in a place where they have like really good camera equipment or like you know a good court. You're like, oh, what the heck? So it seemed like a shoddy kind of product to right, show. Right, yeah. right, No, it's it's true. Um, I mean, the draft was definitely on top of everyone's mm-hmm. mind because that was like the only sports thing happening. And I imagine mm-hmm. the NBA draft will be similar, like when that happens. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, I I think and this is speaking of Al from your last episode, but. I was watching wrestling um, oh. for about ten minutes, <laughs> and it was a it was a it was a was it wrestling? recent episode. Where, yeah, and like nobody was like, there's nobody in the audience. Yeah, and so the the dramatic tension really had to be amped up by like 30 percent. I actually really enjoyed it, considering considering like you know normal wrestling. You're you're watching, and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, but I I remember growing up watching wrestling, and this is just a totally different level of that. So. Yeah, I was just watching uh, the episode three and four of the MJ doc, and a lot of docs. Obviously, it's like you're showing footage of the player mm-hmm. and the interviews. 
but a lot of it is panning to the crowd and their excitement whenever something big happens, right? Or something right. like epic. And that, like this year, when if they ever make a doc of like games that are coming back, there's going to be none of that. It's just going to be silence in the crowd and somebody making a clutch shot and just like celebrating with their team. It's just, it's really weird to have like to be able to hear a pin drop right, uh, right. with these like you know like the NBA, the NFL, or uh, you know MLB. Yeah, I hadn't even considered like what the thirty for thirty for coronavirus is going to be like. Now that oh. I think about it, I'm like, holy shit, you're right. They're gonna have a thirty for thirty for this, dude. Can you imagine Hollywood now? There's how many scripts are being written right now. Yeah. <laughs> love stories during the pandemic, yeah. and you know, people losing loved ones and stuff like that. There's gonna be epic stuff, like you know, frontliners and first responders, mm-hmm. heroes. I know, like, and like, just it's gonna be like the day sports ended or something like that, right? <laughs> and it's gonna just be, it's gonna have that fun uh, thirty for thirty, like, dun, dun, and then dun. it's gonna be the day sports <laughs> saved America. <laughs> uh, right, like, how does the guy who does the narration for the commercial go? He's like, remember when all sports got canceled? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I just I, I'm looking forward to that yeah. because that's gonna indicate that it's over, right? Yeah. So. Well, wait, I wanted to ask you, ask on the same vein, what do you, like, you know, missing sports is one thing, but what do you miss most during this? I mean, we talked about food. Yeah. We talked yeah. about, like, kind of, like, sports not, you know, like, you, you said, like, you, you do well in isolation, and but do you miss, what do you miss most? Actually, honestly, like, it's so, zop- you know, um, you have a friend, like, so, for instance, I, I don't see JC as often as I would like, right? Mm-hmm. And Once a year, right? Uh, you know, we make it's, it count it's probably, though that wasn't <laughs> yeah, we meals a day, bro. <laughs> right, uh, but in those situations, like I miss, I miss seeing people. I think um, mm. that that's the obvious answer. Like mm-hmm. because before you would say, oh, I could just see them next week. I could see them next month. Like that, that would be the answer. But right now, it's like, well, if I do see them, I we probably have to coincidentally bump into each other at the supermarket for about thirty minutes, right? Yeah. And that's really the only opportunity we'd probably get to see each other right now. Uh, mm. Not giving people any ideas of, on how to hang out with people, but <laughs> that is actually something we did with a couple of friends last weekend. Um, where we're, we're reporting you this podcast. I know, I know. We we're sending to it to the police right now. <laughs> well, what, what the background of this is? Our friend had a girlfriend uh, from Vietnam who was going to teach us how to create, uh, make um, bon xiao, uh, mm. the you know the the omelet and or mm-hmm. not the omelet, it's the uh, crepe. And so we will all went to Lion Market together to buy ingredients together because when you go to the supermarket, you're bumping into people anyways, right? So um, it was kind of a fun little reprieve, social reprieve, where we were still maintaining our social distance, but mm-hmm. we were also able to just finally see our friends you know, for, for the first time in a while. Yeah. But outside of that, like, actually, one thing I miss, and this kind of caveats into one of my hobbies, is I, I bicycle a lot. and. Ooh. I haven't been going outside as much. I've been just using my indoor trainer, um, mm. and lar- I, I largely have done that because because of the rules. But also, I think I've developed a bit of ag- agoraphobia mm. for going outside. So really, yeah. You know, when did that start developing? I think two weeks into my quarantine, where I was oh. like, "Oh, everyone's sick. Yeah, like, I can't trust anybody." And like, and I think the big thing was because at the time there weren't that many. Um, people wearing masks or mm-hmm. um, really taking care of maintaining a social distance. So the people were still treating it pretty normally. I think I think it's shifted a little bit recently where yeah. people are wearing masks, maintaining social distance, and so it's, it feels a little safer to go out. Mm-hmm. But even now when my wife and I go out to go grocery shopping, it feels like we're kind of being assault. There's this uh, emotional assault happening Mm. Like in the back of your mind, you're constantly thinking like, what if that person's sick? What if that person? Yeah, sick? yeah, and, for sure, dude. Right. So I'm sure you guys have felt the same thing, especially. Well, JC had it pretty bad in the beginning, especially really? at the stay at home orders. He was really paranoid. Yeah. And we yeah. talked about this. I mean, one of the couple, first couple episodes of this pandemic. And I think it got so like downtrodden that we we're like, oh, man, we, we need to bring <laughs> some levity to the to the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good thing to talk about, right? It helps with yeah. Oh no, no, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's the yeah. reality that we live in yeah. these days. You know what I mean? And it's just you, you just have to kind of find ways that work for you to deal with mm-hmm. that. But I definitely I was fully that. expecting Janook to be like, I miss the adventures of searching for food. <laughs> Do I? Uh, well, yeah. So no, dude, he's making like dumplings with that. I know, dude. Like, you know, I'm eating ghetto. 
you know, prison <laughs> eats. I think he's doing fine right now. But I was actually <laughs> expecting him to be like, yeah, it'd be nice to be able to grab a nice steak, but he could probably could cook it'd it be, at home. It'd be nice <laughs> to go out and drink soju mm. and like mm. have Korean barbecue. Like my wife and I live. Oh, K barbecue, man. Yeah, we live uh, next to Korean. Definitely barbecue. missing that. Yeah, so we we actually have Korean barbecue every Friday. Right now. Wow. <laughs> um, Your go, own Korean barbecue, right? Yeah, we, we buy a bunch of pork belly, get some lettuce, get some wraps, get some samjang, like stuff like that, and we um, we just cook it up, and then I drink a bottle of soju by myself. But you know, I, I kind of miss drinking with other people. It, it's it's kind of sad. You know, if I lived in the Bay Area, I'd totally disrespect any social distancing just show up at your house <laughs> yeah, for yeah. that Korean barbecue night. Because you guys I'm are totally craving it so badly. <laughs> But it's pretty easy. I mean, uh, the one yeah. thing, if, if you want to set it up yourself, um, you get like a butane uh, butane grill, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like $40, $40. And then you get $10 worth of pork belly and you have yourself a Korean barbecue night. <laughs> but then again, your house is going to smell like Korean barbecue for mm. like a week. So so yeah. we, we, have a, we have one of those flat stoves, mm. right? And we have a pretty powerful blower on top of the stove. So we just, we basically cook it under that and turn oh, nice. it up all the way to the highest setting and that's actually prevented our house from smelling too bad so just a little hint there. this is why we say Janok is a renaissance Dark. man <laughs> he has an answer for everything yes. a solution Tr- to everything you make it sound like a korean barbecue smell is bad jack like you know i, I know dude i smell diapers all day bro <laughs> jc have you ever been shot on uh that's a uh i've i've, I've had uh collateral he's damage. been peed on <laughs> definitely, you gotta if, especially if you have boys you get peed on you know what i mean but i've had right. collateral damage you know sometimes you try to really avoid uh you know damage <laughs> and then it, it, it catches you but i haven't you know i haven't gotten any two girls one cup action if you're you're trying to <laughs> nah, that's not happening for you i'm sorry yeah, but you know as a parent man you just kind of deal with bodily bodily fluids so mm-hmm. that's why when mm-hmm. all of this coronavirus stuff was going on i was just like dude i have no escape from all this bodily fluids like everything was just kind of freaking when i get home i'm not mm. a, you know i'm not excused from that kind of shit you know what i mean <laughs> literally right right so, right um but yeah it's just adventures of parenthood it's just a rite of passage bro right did you guys have any toilet paper issues no dude i don't oh, know really? why people were freaking about toilet paper <laughs> it's just, just the weirdest thing to freak out about right Are you- i'm trying to understand the psychology between that of that i actually heard i think i was listening to i forgot what podcast it was somebody had a theory as because like if you go to stores like toilet paper is a product that takes up a lot of space Right. So it's easily if if people start buying it up, it'll the, on the shelves it'll mm-hmm. look like it's empty because we didn't have any problem with the toilet paper supply chain. Right. So right. like when it's sold out, people that's the first thing they see like oh my god that the the shelf is gone. So people start panic buying it mm. because it's just like it looks like it's something that's scarce. Which honestly it's not. So I don't know. It's just so it was such a weird thing for that to because we were to, I was talking about this to JC on the side. It's like at the very least you could wash your butt. You know, like yeah. wash your ass. You take a yeah. shower. It's right yeah, there. Yeah, like it's not like a problem. Like if you don't have toilet paper, you can figure it out. Yeah. You know, funny thing is, I told my wife that she's like, "No, you can't. You can't take a shower." I was like, "We have a bidet. We wash your butt every day." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, we actually, my wife got a little paranoid because we were down to our last like four rolls, and <laughs> so she was trolling Amazon and all the online stores trying to find mm. it, and she actually managed to buy like two cases worth of toilet paper so mm-hmm. now we have excessive toilet paper but the, i think the psychology you're, you're that's actually a good point like the fact that it looks unstable the supply mm-hmm. forced a lot of people to say oh my god well if i can't i can't control anything else but i need to have my toilet yeah. paper like that that and that was something that some yeah that that's a good i had it's a, like a tangible that thing that you could be like put your panic onto <laughs> be like all right. all right if i buy this I'll feel more secure because mm-hmm. everyone else needs it. And if I have a stockpile at home, I feel good. Like, I'm good. I'm prepared for this pandemic. <laughs> well, the fact right. that everybody takes a shit every day and it's, yeah. it's like, well, I'd like to think that everybody takes a shit every day. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's something that you can't stop, right? With food, like, you may run out of rice. You can get some ramen, you know. Right. Not everybody right. else has a bidet. Well, all, my fiance also said that for girls, it's a little bit different um, since, you know, 
they have different body parts, so they need toilet paper a little bit more than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, my wife explained it to me like that, too. Like, she's like, you know, I can use toilet paper. I don't need to use toilet paper for everything since we have a bidet, but I do need it for yep. things. And I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay. that makes sense. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> Hey, see, we're guys. We gotta think. We gotta think beyond our scope. All right. Does it make sense? Yeah, I could just do a little wiggle, and I'm good. They can do a little wiggle too, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I I don't. I don't understand the the anatomy to that point. All right. Unless I unless I have a daughter, I won't be able to ever tell you about that because I never ask. That's a very good point, man. Consider me shook. Sorry, sorry. A lot of my conversations nowadays get into toilet toilet toilet, toilet um, it's okay a lot of our conversations always go down to pooping yeah yeah yeah, yeah poop i mean jc and i have plenty of stories about pooping too but i don't know if that's a podcast topic or if that's a <laughs> drinking topic wait now i need to know why why do you guys have a bond nothing, between nothing i i'm very regular and so <laughs> oh <laughs> we're, we're so after socks, man, man. yeah so after no so after after lunch we when JC and I were working together after lunch, every single time we'd go out, I'd I'd always run back into the office after eating with him because that's that was my time. And if yeah. we didn't make it back by one, I was like very quiet for a bit. Yeah, so, sorry. Are you guys like pooping at the same time, chatting on the next stall? Like, <laughs> did we? We might have. We might have had a beer. Well, we were in different floors, so there wasn't any conflict of interest over there. But Jinook <laughs> definitely was much more regular than. I tend to be more strategic in terms of my timing. I take, mm-hmm. uh, I take uh, less reps, but longer <laughs> durations as opposed to Jinaku. This is how we can we can eat five meals a day. Like I could just store it. <laughs> like I have a lot more space. I could keep it long term. And Jinaku just processes the the stuff so much more quicker. So right. Much right. to the chagrin of our our, uh, our our smaller framed uh, partners. Who probably can't really sustain that. that. I can speak from experience that you're, since you have less rep, the rep is very powerful and it comes out in a smell. So we live together, so I I understand that fully, bro. <laughs> so you definitely don't want to share, a, like, a, be in the same, same space song. or bathroom next stall next to him if uh, you guys are dropping the deuce. Yeah. I, I, I could have swore we had a conversation on the toilet once, but. Uh... <laughs> I, I can't remember. I, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. So that that's why you know Janook's cool, man. You just kind of he gets. We just have chat. You know. You know how like some people like refuse to talk at the, uh, the urinal or or at the on the toilet bowl. I mean, I I think it's fine. I mean, urinal a little bit personal, but I will have a conversation if somebody strikes strikes one up with me. But, <laughs> but, like I'm not seeking it out, but yeah, I mean, whatever. It's it's you're just chatting. You're just yeah. Yeah. I, the the thing that's weird for me is like it's it's not a problem to chat next to a urinal like when you're peeing, right? Yeah. But it's like when I'm done, I'm like, hey, look, this conversation has to pick up later because I need to go wash my hands. <laughs> I'm not gonna stay there just to have the conversation, right. especially if it's someone you don't really know very well. Yeah, you're just like, true. okay, uh, I'm good. Uh, maybe we'll meet outside. Just... Oh, especially like at, if you, like when we're younger, we're at a club and like yeah. someone's like yeah. just chatting about something, and I'm just like, yeah, dude, that's so. <laughs> oh, dude, those drunk conversations on a urinal are ridiculous, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There are certain um, parameters that you kind of got to work around, and you just kind of learn with experience in terms of what's acceptable, right? If it's right. hand-washing time, no eye contact, social distancing <laughs> obviously really helps. I think, <laughs> you know, if it's if you know if we're going number two on the two stalls next to each other, I'm less likely to really sustain that conversation as opposed <laughs> to having, you know, six feet distance, you know, you know, an extra stall. But it's just one right. of those things. No, man, there's an unwritten rule. You should not talk when you're dropping a deuce because it's, sometimes it takes effort. So you'll be talking, you'll be like, Ugh. you know, like peeing is totally fine. You can have a perfectly fine conversation. Right. You won't need to uh, use extra force. Well, unless you're older, I guess, right? Mm. <laughs> um, there are different uh, things, I guess. I guess so. Um, actually, one thing I was going to ask you guys is, um, what do you think is going to change? I mean, I was just speaking of mm. clubs, right? Like, I was just thinking, like, are clubs ever going to be the same again? Like, are, are even you know what's interesting is that that question that you posed, clubs. Yeah. If I was in my early 20s or even mid 20s i would really care about that yeah like that would be so important to me like oh my god how are clubs gonna change but now i mean you guys are married I, i'm engaged you're just kind of like 
Yeah, I'm good, man. Like, I don't care how the clubs change. Well, like, I mean, like are, are strip clubs gonna be the same? Like, are, no, dude. No, I don't you know. know. No, I mean? no. Like, Once people get back to normal, they're not gonna care anymore. You don't think so? <laughs> I'm talking about strip clubs specifically. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, <laughs> you know, sure. guys in that moment are gonna be like, maybe they'll have a slight point of like, oh, I should be worried about this. But once the girls in front of them are like, you know what, fuck it, I I, I can worry about this later. Right, <laughs> right, I got right, Purell. Yeah, they'll Purell their <laughs> whole body afterwards. <laughs> they just have Purell next to you on the table. And they're like, all right. You lather the girl. <laughs> it's like, put some Purell on me, baby. This is safe, right? We're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is not, there's no science to this, but eh, mentally I feel better. Well, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Jack and I kind of broached the, the, the topic is like, we play basketball. A lot oh, yeah. Like, so, how, yeah. Are, how are we going to, how are we going to deal with that? Like, yeah. You know I mean, yeah. Are you going to just have Purell on the sidelines? Between, like, half the time, you know, you're, you're in the game, you might touch your face. And what, are you going to play right, with masks, right. goggles, go all Horace Grant? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it bugs me that I don't know how it's going to be. Mm. But, like, that's, that's true. That's like, and how are you going to know? Yeah. Unless you know, like, the other people you're playing against and, like, you know that they're not sick. Like, how do you know that guy's just not asymptomatic? Yeah. I mean, even to think about, let's say, a restaurant experience, right? right? A lot of times you go to a restaurant for the ambience and also the idea of dining with other, quote-unquote, other people. Like, you're sharing the same space. You're sure. enjoying a meal with whoever you're going with. But right. it's like a communal experience at the end of the day. You're not talking to everyone, but you're experiencing the same thing, right? Same environment. Like, that's going to be different, like, for at least for the a little bit of the foreseeable future. Like, I heard when things start, quote-unquote, going back to more normal, mm-hmm. restaurants will start having people come in, but at a very... Like maybe like twenty percent capacity, just because right. you need to have that distance. It's gonna be really weird. It's like kind of like dining. Like, have you ever been to a restaurant where, you know, where there's not as many people? It's like it's just it's just different. You know, it's the awkward. vibe is totally different. It's, yeah, it's totally yeah. awkward. Or like, um, I, I I was really into the idea of like communal tables or like, mm-hmm. you know, sitting closer to people, and that's just not gonna happen anymore. Right? Yeah, like going to a bar. It's like the experience of being around other people, hearing that chatter. You know, like it just being part of the scene, right? right. That's gonna be totally different, right. man. Like you go to a whiskey bar or something like that. You just like you see other people enjoying whiskey. Like now, it's like, dude, that guy's like at least six feet away, if not further. Right. And you're just like, right. cheers, bro. <laughs> you know, it's the same question of like, yeah, it's yeah. the same question about um, just little things like you know, in college when we walked down the main, I can't remember mm-hmm. the campus part of that. When we walk down the main part, like there are all those clubs handing out flyers, like that's just not going to happen anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's just a big part of campus life that people are just not never going to get back, I think. And if it if it comes back, that'd be great, but I just can't see it coming back um, in the near term. Also, man, I see like people who who are are single and dating, like you're going to have to have like somebody prove oh. that they're not COVID free. Like they have to take a test. It's not even STDs anymore. They don't worry about you're right. like, Hey man, I need a doctor's note. You know, like you're right. clear, right? You're negative. Right. Yeah. We were actually at a grocery store today and they checked our temperature coming, going into the, Whoa, store. what? Yeah. yeah. It was a Japanese. Damn. It was pretty awesome. Uh, we were I actually saw, wait, before you continue, I saw this, yeah. this little meme or video. It was like an Asian mom. That was just using her hand to check the temperature of every person going in. And they're like, oh, that's accurate. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Moms are the best at checking your temperature. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you touch your own your own forehead and then you touch your, your uh, like, for instance, I always test my wife's temperature like that now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else yeah. is there? Um, it's a wild world. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What else have you guys been doing? What are What are your quarantine entertainments tiger king no i'm kidding <laughs> so how far did you get into tiger king dude i watched the whole thing you guys you guys don't have willpower man i i, I just couldn't dude i want you gotta just bathe in I insanity I, right i watched the joel McHale one even before you did, actually yeah bro. you did bro but you were you were starting to wane a little yeah, bit towards the end of the tired, show though i was yeah. just like what mm-hmm. yeah. uh, once uh once joe exotic kind of left the building yeah you know, i was just hearing his voice i was like i'm out of here man <laughs> Right. It's like having the last dance without Michael Jordan. So, <laughs> honestly, why even bother? So. Right, right. Wait, so he went to prison. Or, uh, spoilers, but he went to prison mm-hmm. because he was accused of hiring a hitman to kill the woman? Yeah. Did the yep. woman die? Nah. 
Oh, okay. She, she she's good. <laughs> he didn't hire a very good hitman. I'll just tell you that much. Okay. Okay. You pay him it's some redneck. It's basically some redneck stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. Um, no, I, I haven't watched that. I've been watching. I've been rewatching Scrubs. Uh, mm. You you've rewatched Scrubs, but you haven't watched The Wire. I, I love I Scrubs. Scrubs is cool, but I, I yeah, mean, I'm, that doesn't calculate. That doesn't. Doesn't work with me, man. Have you been trying to get Janook to watch The Wire saying, <laughs> for man, years? Just, the Wire is. I know. Just I need there. to. It's like top I, ten, bro. I need to go download it, and then I need to like sit down one day when I'm emotionally empty and go, okay, I can, I can, <laughs> I, can I can now handle watching The Wire. JC, you know why Janook's not watching this stuff? Because he's thriving in COVID right now, like <laughs> pandemic times. Like we started this podcast, and he's like, dude, I'm doing totally fine. <laughs> like I already told you, like my personality, I'm like, thriving. I'm playing video games. I'm like, <laughs> I've lost weight. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm cooking, I'm cooking barbecue. Like I'm not missing out on anything. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You are missing out. You you want to see your friends? No, I think I think seeing people. um, Recently, I found out one of the people I know pretty well uh, in my bicycling group. He he has like incurable brain prion disease, meaning that he's gonna die in the next. So he was holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sorry to get really heavy, but like, like just 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 knowing that like a month ago he was riding. He had ridden like a 180 mile ride easy for him um just like that and then a month later he's like laid up in a he's laid up in a bed can't talk can't move anymore mm-hmm. and he's gonna die in like very soon it's, it's insane how how fast some of these things hit you and so that's also helping me if he, sorry jc i know you're no, paranoid no, no. and hypochondriac but mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> um but yeah, it's just it's just sometimes you just don't realize how fast it can all be taken away. Right? I mean, that's the perfect parallel to talk about this pandemic. I mean, like just what six weeks ago, or well, for you it was eight weeks or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. everything was quote unquote, like everything was normal. Like we didn't we lived a normal life, and then boom, like just like that, all our social interactions, all the things that we become accustomed to, has completely flipped upside down. And I mean, not to to take away from your friend. You know that's that's different. You know, yeah, like he's yeah. he's battling. It's well for some people, it's life or death right now, right? Of course. But for him, course. it is life or death, and that's that's, oh, that's yeah. Bad. Like it gives yeah. you a complete different perspective on life. Absolutely. Like you know, like six weeks ago, was it six, seven weeks ago? Like we were in yeah. Japan, like enjoying ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And we come back, and ever since then, like we haven't, I haven't seen my coworkers who I was expecting to see mm-hmm. uh, right after that, and seeing it. Yeah, that that's that's absolutely something that we we just. We just can't take for granted. It was all taken away just like that for all of us, everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, let's 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 start winding down. But I kind of want to end with a more positive note to be like, what <laughs> has this pandemic kind of made you appreciate? You know, like it could be your wife, it could be anything. Like, what has it made you appreciate? You know, about your life. It could be your job. I don't know. Like, it could be a whole host of things. I think it's everything. I, I think mm. I think having. Having the security that I have, given the circumstances a lot of people, other people have, make me really grateful yeah. for what I have. Like I, I understand that there is a certain amount of grace in terms of what I have and what I've had to do to get it. But you know, like it, it's, I'm really grateful for all of that, right? And mm. for for at the moment, at least, like my parents are healthy. My my. Uh, her parents her my wife's parents are healthy like everyone's healthy and i'm really just thankful that that's still the case i mean that it could change at any time and i have to be aware yeah. of that and i mean i'm i'm guilty of not always calling my parents as much as i should even now um mm-hmm. and just yeah that's sometimes you take it for granted and i've been taking it for granted the past week and i really shouldn't now that i now that i think about it yeah man yeah yeah, yeah that, those are the things that i'm I'm really thankful for, right? Like, I know people who who have lost their jobs recently because they work in the re- restaurant business, and it just really sucks for them. You know, JC's so. gonna say I miss playing basketball. <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm just yes, kidding. I do, I do, I do, I do but <laughs> that, you know that that's a loaded statement, just because it, you know, it, everything that comes with that experience, you know, the social connections, mm-hmm. the you know, the physical high, the emotional reprieve from you know being a parent like all of that yeah. is is packaged onto right. that seemingly mundane activity right so yeah. it's just one of those things where you know 
It's true. I feel like the one one thing that kind of at least being in the Bay Area when I was there, especially in the Silicon Valley, is like you get used to this rat race that you're in. Like, mm-hmm. especially in the communities where it's you know like people are doing amazing things here and there. You hear about this person, you know, starting a, a app and then selling it for millions of dollars, and you're like, holy crap! Like, there's a rat race to it. Right. And this has kind of made you kind of center yourself more to be like, all right, what's really important? You know, like, sure, like I want to make enough money to sustain my life and do well, obviously provide for your family and stuff like that. But like, there's also a limit to that, right? Like, you know, you can keep achieving, but what's when things like this happen, you know, like what's important, right? Like, it's just like having company, having people you care about healthy and and be able to communicate with them, which is amazing part. We were talking about this earlier. It's like tech infrastructure is so important more than ever, right? Can you imagine this pandemic in like the freaking, I don't know, 1900s? Right? You wouldn't be able to speak to anyone, dude. <laughs> right, right. Actually, speaking of the rat, sorry, I, I'm just gonna go on a tangent. Like speaking, speaking, speaking of the rat race. Like, I feel like it's slowed down. Every- it's obviously slowed down everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just don't, for some reason, at least being in the Bay Area, like I just don't feel that pressure anymore. Of mm. like having to catch up or p- keep up with people like it's just mm. me my wife and our our cats like that's all we're mm-hmm. doing right and that- well i feel like a lot of that is also like personality based right like right. when you start to insulate yourself to be like all right i'm gonna focus on my family you mm. care less about that for there are certain people with a personality where like oh they keep comparing themselves to other people right. so the mindset's always like that right they're like okay oh shoot that person's doing this oh mm. man like what am I doing with my life? You know, now you're like, well, you have a stable job. You have, you know, you can provide for whoever else you need to provide for. And you're like, hey, you know what? Let's enjoy life. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I hope, I hope, I hope everyone has an opportunity to feel like that. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. Spoken like a, a true OG, you know what I mean? Having gone <laughs> through all of the, the battles in life, you know, you kind of realize what's a little bit more important uh, these days. Right. So, well said. No, that's so very well said, Jack. Yeah, with that said, I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll have you on again, Janook. Um, we've been recording oh, for a while, so that. dude, th- dude, this has truly been like a great conversation, man. Like we talked about poop, we talked <laughs> we talked about everything under the sun, man. We talked about food. We we actually wanted to get more into food, so we're gonna have to bring you on again because I I actually the, one of the main reasons I want you to bring you on was because like I wanted to know of your list of places to hit up so when i do visit the barrier when this is starting to kind of oh. calm down we can go visit these places that we've been dying to visit you know what i mean like i want you to take me on another five mile adventure dude yeah absolutely. <laughs> i'm ready man i'm ready more than ever now no this is great i i, I felt like i was hanging out with you guys in person without the video um and <laughs> like it, it was really fun i i really had a good time you don't want to see JC right now, anyways, man. It's 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 a rough scene, yeah, dude. Right. He sent me a picture earlier. <laughs> Wait, when's the last time you got a haircut, bro? Before you went to uh, Japan and Korea, that's how it Whoa. feels. At least. It's a little crazy up uh, up north in my my head right now, but it's all good, man. I ain't seeing anybody. Janook, did you give yourself a good fade? Did you cut your own hair recently? So I I've cut my hair twice now. Uh, the first wow. time was a little better. Um, yeah, there are a lot of videos online about how to give yourself a fade. So, um, <laughs> was it successful? <laughs> so, you know what? The first time I looked like I gave myself like an eighth grade haircut. You know how like you know how in eighth grade like the hair was a lot longer on top and yeah. Yeah. So I had that a carrot, for a while. A then, carrot haircut, basically. Yeah, kind of. And then now it's um, it's just all jacked up in the back, and then on the sides it's really nice. So you're like, well, I don't need to see the back. I just need exactly. to see the front. Exactly. I'm on a video conference. Like, no one's yeah, no one's looking in the back. Exactly. And who's gonna see it? My wife. She doesn't care anymore. <laughs> so I'm married now. Exactly. I got her locked in. Jack, this is what you have to look forward to. Like, yeah, I know. I gotta <laughs> lock her in now. I know exactly. She she's trapped. Ali <laughs> Wong would say. Cool. All right, we'll end with that. So, thank you for coming on, Janook. We're gonna have you on again. Maybe, maybe next week, man. How about how about we schedule something soon? I'm down with whatever, like whatever you guys want. So, all right. Um, so, you can follow us on our social media on IG Ball versus Life official, and then you can shoot us an email Ball versus Life at gmail.com. Rate, oh, subscribe, review. I, Any guys... last words, Janook? Any last words? Oh no, we should definitely play Streets of Rage. Do you remember oh. that game? They they just released number four, so we'll talk about that next time. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a we should do a live playing on a live recording and playing at the same time. That'd be actually really fun. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that next time. 
Alright guys, we'll see you guys next week and we'll have Junopcon again soon. Peace. Peace.